Welcome to the Heart Matters Podcast with your host, Ibn Leon. Join us as we explore the intricacies of spirituality and self-improvement. Gain a fresh perspective on enhancing your spiritual, emotional, and mental well-being through the fusion of spirituality and self-improvement. Enjoy Ibn's engaging conversations with guests from diverse backgrounds. They share unique perspectives on personal growth and holistic health. From spiritual leaders to relationship experts, entrepreneurs to creatives, each episode delivers knowledge and inspiration. Tune in to the Heart Matters podcast for profound conversations and practical advice empowering you to live your best life. Chapter 5 Inspiring Stories The Heart Matters Podcast I am your host Relationship and Spiritual Life Coach Lewis Mars It is my belief that the vessel meaning the heart can only pour out that which it contains therefore it is upon us those things that are good and beneficial into the heart in order to emanate them out into the world and attract those things and those people that will enhance our lives. We have another fantastic guest on today, storyteller, inquisitive, passionate, multifaceted. Sophia O'Quinn is here today. These are four words that describe Sophia O'Quinn starting her journey of self-discovery and personal growth in 2016, after losing her mother to ovarian cancer, Sophia created So Queenly Lifestyle Blog in 2018, a space dedicated to sharing authentic stories to elevate your mindset. She utilizes her platform to enlighten others that life isn't linear and self-discovery leads to personal fulfillment. In 2020, she launched her nonprofit, the Susie Amin Foundation, to celebrate the life of her beloved mother with a mission to enrich the lives of families in underserved communities through food distribution, wellness, and life skill programs. SAF has raised over $5,500 and provided over 30 pallets of food to 1,000 to a thousand families with the help of 70 volunteers. The foundation is her way of personally honoring her mother while making an impact in underserved communities. Her mother, Susie, was well-known in the community through her restaurant, Salam Seafood, which is still open today in Griffin, Georgia. After 36 years, this is impressive, a global marketing professional with 15 years of experience, Sophia is currently a product marketing manager at Microsoft, where she blends her passion for storytelling and marketing expertise. She is responsible for the go-to market strategy and her growth of solution. Her marketing experience spans various industries, technology, healthcare, supply chain, and entertainment. She also serves on the board of, what is the name of this uh, here? Uh, Ahemza. Ahemza House, 
the only nonprofit in Georgia that helps domestic violence victims and their pets reach safety. Sophia enjoys traveling with her husband and two-year-old son, creating new recipes and learning hobbies that allow her to create with her hands. Welcome, Sophia O'Quinn, to The Heart Matters, everyone. How you doing, Sophia? You all right? I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. It took us a minute to get on here, but that's all right. We're here now. We are we here. Are. And I'm happy to have you on the show. I appreciate you showing up and, you know, going through, jumping through all these hoops so that we can have you on. All right, so let's Thank talk. Let's, let's go backwards here. Let's go yeah. backwards. So let's talk about the uh, the uh, the domestic violence house that you uh, that you run there. Let's talk about that first. Well, um, a Hemza house. I'm a part of the board. So this happened actually. So I want to make it very clear that's not my nonprofit, but I serve on that board. Um, an opportunity presented itself actually when the pandemic hit. And um, someone found me on LinkedIn and said, would you be interested in being a part of the board? What was important to me is impact. That's just something personally within me. It's like I can't serve on something that I don't believe. And the part that got me was helping people reach safety. So I've been on that board since 2020, lending my marketing knowledge and um, also learning at the same time, it's been a um, very fulfilling journey to serve on a board. Never thought about it before, but I'm glad that I had the opportunity. Mm. Wow. Okay, so how, how do you think they just picked you out on LinkedIn? How does, how does this work? Because that's how I found you too. So how does this work here, this, this LinkedIn thing you got going on? Honestly, I have no idea. Um, I think everything happens for a reason. I show up um, as myself. <clears throat> excuse me, in all spaces. And one thing that I, as I sit here and think about it, I, I used to say, I have no idea, but then everything orchestrates the way it's supposed to. Um, I had wrote down some things I wanted to do. Maybe I didn't understand how it fit in the realm or what space it was called, but I always knew I wanted to make an impact. And I think sometimes when you are intentional about your ask, when you are um, intentional about how you want to see the world or how you want to change the world or be within a space, opportunities present themselves. And a lot of times we don't know what it is, but when it's presented, oh, that's it. So I think it's a mixture of multiple things, but I'm very intentional with a lot of things that I do with honestly everything I do. So I'm going to leave it as that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Yeah, because I mentioned that. I, I thought about that because that's the way I found it. I went on the LinkedIn. I saw your profile and everything. And, you know, <laughs> for those who, you know, those who've been listening to the podcast, I'm looking for a female co-host for, you know, for yeah. another podcast, for another endeavor. So I said, let me reach out to Sophia and see if she would be interested in this particular endeavor, you know? So, yeah. uh, so you responded, you know, which I, you know, a lot of people don't, you know what I'm saying? So I was happy that, you know, a lot of people just ignore the email. So I really appreciate you responding and coming on the show, you know, to have a little chat. So yeah. uh, let's talk about the marketing thing. How did you get started with this? What did you want to do this when you were a child? You know what I'm saying? Did mm. you just stumble onto that? How did that work? So I've always been creative, always loved music. And I actually started it um as an intern i went to college and i actually had my degree in business because business was familiar my parents are entrepreneurs 
I grew up in business. My father's a contractor. He still is a contractor to, um, today. And of course, my mother and my father have, uh, we had two restaurants. Now we still have that one. And so I was like, business is safe. And then one day I heard a commercial on the radio and I said, that sounds very interesting. And I applied to be an intern at CBS radio, better known as the B103 WAOK radio. And I filled out the application with the help of my intern advisor at Georgia State University. I remember him saying, Mr. Doug Barthlow, he said, mm, this doesn't normally happen, so we'll give it a try. And I got my first, um, my, that's my second internship. My first internship was Broadway Across America. That was a piece of entertainment. So we did Broadway shows. I learned marketing. I love cold, I, um, learned cold calling. So I went to school ultimately changed my major to marketing, um, actually, I'm sorry, journalism. And the more I learned about marketing, it allowed me to be free and creative. That was very fulfilling um, for me. I could just, math was just not my thing. Everybody knows me. I can count my money, but let me tell you, they start talking about fractions. I'm like, because marketing required you, I mean, sorry, math, required you to be specific there's an outcome marketing allows me to be creative there's multiple ways to get to the end result so i started my career as an intern long story short at v103 i landed my first job um tara thomas uh, who was my mentor and now my friend a lot gave me the opportunity and here i am in tech <laughs> so it's a journey but i've always known that i would do something creative I've always known that. Okay, well, how'd you end up at Microsoft? Microsoft is very unique. I'll tell you that. Everyone asked me. Um, I left radio, and I said I needed more skills. There were only so much I was going to learn in that space, and it wasn't it wasn't something long-term in my head. And I went to work in healthcare. Healthcare was not for me because it was very boring. And I said, oh, this is not me. I felt like in a factory, right? And then I transitioned back to radio. And then I'm like, oh, this is not me either. I'm, I'm done with that. I started a role. Um, and when you were in marketing, you get very curious. I think that's a requirement to understand what happens before. So you see a commercial. How did they get that commercial? I see billboards. What made them write that copy? So I began to explore, honestly, the different phases of marketing. And I honestly ended up at Microsoft after having my son. I was working at another company and I knew it was time for me to, to, to leave. And a good friend, Mr. Rob Nugent, who I met at a previous role, called me, said, hey, I just got a job. I'm going to drop out of this um, interview process. I think you should go for it, little sis. And I said, mm, who is it? He said, Microsoft. I said, no. He said, why not? I said, because it's too big too highly matrix and he said no just go i was probably five months postpartum so any woman listening to me you know how you are at that moment you are emotional you're like what am i doing and so i interviewed and i remember saying i don't think this is for me and i relate that back what you'll understand about me is i'm very honest but i'm professional with it and I saw the recruit, I don't think this is for me. I don't think the, the environment is for me. And she was like, what? You know, like nobody turns down this. But I told her everything has to align with me. 
that's where I am as a woman. It's not about money. It's about, can I make this? Can I be Sophia, aka so queenly? In all phases of my life, it was non-negotiable that I'm going to show up as this woman in my corporate life and be this person outside. No, I am who I am 24-7. That was very important to me. And with Microsoft, you um, they had started a new process where you honestly have to pass the culture test. And that was different because you work at these big companies and it's like, oh, everybody's here. But it's very big on culture. So I passed the culture test. She said, think about it. And my manager, um, what they then do is put you in the pool and any manager can call you. So my manager called me and I forgot I was interviewing with her. I forgot I was talking to her. I thought I was talking to a friend. And at the end, she said, Sophia, what do you want to do? What hiring manager asked you that? Mm -hmm. I said, let me think about it. Because I didn't know what to say. And that's how I joined Microsoft. <laughs> okay, but what is what is this culture test? What is this? Um, they want open-minded people. You cannot come in saying, I've been here for 20 years and this is just the way I operate. Absolutely not. They're very big on collaboration. How are you going to leverage Lewis work? You cannot work in silos. There is no way you can be successful. A part of the growth is what what work did you leverage from your coworkers? How did you support your DNI initiative? You write your own story at Microsoft. You actually write your own growth. I've never worked anywhere where your growth is truly in your hands and you will fail if you do not collaborate. That's my personal opinion. You have to have some sort of soft skills because everything is so dependent on one another. So the culture is based on how are we going to all get to the end result? If you all, I mean, I worked at several companies and I think back and like, oh my God, I would never, it would have never happened. It was perfect timing for me because I was in that space. Um, I'm all about working smart, not hard. And so they make sure that you embody that mission and embody, you know, all of that. It's not just something that they put on. It's, it's ingrained, and if you don't, you will not survive there. Mm. You won't. Yeah. If for it to be a very large tech company, I tell people there's a difference in working in tech and big tech, the big five, night and day. It's a reason why people grow at the levels that they grow. Um, and when you have the opportunity to start out at a big tech, you can kind of you can work a lot of other places, um, but. When you don't, you you get to see the difference in atmospheres and cultures and see how these big companies thrive in certain areas. Um, that's just my personal take based on where I am in my life. Um, it does work for me. You will have to work. Um, you're not going to coast. <laughs> that's not how it's going to work. But um, yeah. Mm, wow. All right, well, it sounds like it's, it's fun though. It is fun. I do work remote, but I, I have my hands in multiple projects. I will say this, what has helped me be successful and my, my leader often tells me is, she says, Sophia will share the feedback, whether it is an executive or whether it is someone who just entered the org. She does not differentiate. She sets her boundaries. And that's coming from someone who's been at the company 15 years, 17 years, I believe. So, um. 
it is fun you get to bring you and the more you bring you which is why i go back to being intentional the better off you are going to be so mm-hmm. i serve on bam which is black tech microsoft an employee resource group um it's been very fulfilling and very rewarding at the same time um being able to bring forth um different um ideas so you get your hands in um in multiple areas of the business but it's based on what do you want to do how do you want to show up is this something that you fully believe in and people will remember you need to contact lewis he knows about cop podcasting you want to start a podcast for your product you need to contact lewis you will become the subject matter expert but lewis shared that you see how it goes back to you saying i'm going to show up as lewis whether i'm in microsoft or whether i'm with my family or my friends and i think that's that's been super um important Mm. all right sophia let's talk about the uh susie i mean foundation and why you started let's 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 get to that you know, that is I, don't, I don't want to get out of here without us. Uh, I will not let you. I won't yeah, let you get yeah, out. <laughs> let's dive into that because, you know, I want to I wanna, uh, understand, you know, what, what your motivation was, why you started it, you know, what it consists yeah. of. Let's get into that. So my mother's sweet name was, um, is Susie. And in 2016, as you shared, I lost her to ovarian cancer. If anyone has ever lost anything, I will say you don't know what you don't know. I tell my friends to this day, if you knew today was the last day for that parent, you will be so different. You will cherish every blink. You will look at their hands. You will ask them for recipes. You will do things that you normally don't do. So I say try to live that life with those that you love. When you lose a parent, you lose you. So I believe you morph into a different life. You can see how people end up um, down the path of drugs and um, abusing maybe alcohol or those things because you have lost the person that brought you into this world. They have ripped the rug from under you. Nothing looks the same. Everything is absolutely different and your identity shifts. Um, everyone within my family had an identity shift. You don't know how to prepare for this. You see what people do online. They post condolences and you're like, that is so fake. You like that? What happens after that? Everyone else's lives move on and you are left trying to figure out how. So I spent two years and you go through the phases of grief, which is in denial and all of that. You spent two years of trying to figure out, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. So I remember starting a new job, meeting a coworker who didn't know me. Her name is Farhana. And she said, I don't know you. I was working in she said but i know it is something bothering you and if you want help i didn't even know what to say this woman didn't know me i just started this job i left work it was summer of 2018 and i googled no actually in the break room i googled black therapist and i found dr andrea francis who resembled my mother and that's the only reason why i went to that woman after several other attempts, Dr. Francis saved my life because she made the first thing she said was, you have a right to be angry. You have a right to be. A lot of people don't tell you that. They tell you, pray it away. You'll be okay. She's in a better place or he's in a better place. They're all very cliche. And I know when someone has never experienced loss because they say those things. And I don't, nothing against them, but the person who's lost, wants to want someone to listen 
listen to me. Don't tell me what to do. Listen to me. Listen to my pain. Hear my heartache. Hear my voice. And don't tell me it's going to be okay because you don't know. But tell me this. Ask me how can I help you today? That's what we want to hear. We live life day by day. Really hour by hour. Two years you fast forward. I'm in a better space. And my mother's birthday is January 19th. She has a twin. And my sister is also born on that day. Family was huge for us. And I had this idea that I was not going to dread January 19th. I was going to look forward to it. I started by, <clears throat> honestly, the middle school I went to, I said, I'm going to see how can I help this. I'm sorry, elementary school. The school had a program called Backpack Food for Kids. My mom loved, loved children. Never got a chance to see any of her grandchildren. She has one, my son. Um, that's how the foundation started. Honestly, when you start stuff like this, you don't know. I didn't know what I was doing. I knew that everyone missed her and everyone brought her up at the restaurant. And everyone sat down and shared stories of how they wanted to commit suicide and she stopped them. So they started coming down to the restaurant. She would feed them. She would hold their hand. She talked so many people out of so many things and we just weren't privy to. But that's what a lot of mothers do. Grandmothers do. They feed you. You don't even, they don't think what they're doing is philanthropic. They know it's just the right thing to do. Me being me, say, I'm going to package this up and I'm going to name it and I'm going to honor her this way so that my son, her only grandchild, can learn about her through service. So 2020, I started with just the local school. I got people who, they were like, what can we do to help people from the restaurant? And that's really how it started. One year, every year. I mean, one the first year was that. The second year, it got bigger. I was like, how can we incorporate food? My mom was a fantastic cook. She was cooking vegan before vegan was popular. My brother mm. became vegetarian slash vegan in college when he went to Morehouse. But she but she been doing that. We opened our first restaurant called Jana Downtown Cafe. She started cooking all her vegetables with just broth. No meat, just vegetables, greens. People are like, there has to be ham. We don't even eat pork. She's like, no, I so I mean, that's how it started. I know I don't want to get long-winded, but it started because I turned my passion project and my love for my mother into a business, and I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew it felt so damn good mm. to do it. And I could not sleep at night from the joy of seeing her in my dreams, smiling. I have very vivid dreams. I could see her just looking at me like, I, I, that's my baby girl. I saw a whole lot of that. And every door opened. When you know you're on the right path, when everything that could close opens for you, I felt like a light was following me. And I'm like, how am I going to raise this money? How am I going to get volunteers? How am I going to get this? And when I tell you, people will just call me. People will show up. And yeah. That's how the foundation started. And I use my marketing knowledge, of course, but I use my relationship building more than anything. I care. I care about the community. I care about people who look like me. Honestly, that's why I responded to you. Mm. I believe that if I want to see change, if I want to re receive that type of vibration, that type of energy, if I reach out to someone and they dismiss me 
if I if someone reaches out to me and I dismiss them, then I'm asking for dismissal in my request. That's just how I live my life. I expect certain things. So how can I live the opposite of what I want? It's very simple how you have to live life. And that's why I responded. In my opinion. Where are you bringing all this? Where are you bringing all this from, Sophia? <laughs> where are you bringing all this uh, from here? All this this water that you're coming with. <laughs> this water. Um, let me tell you, you, you find out who you are at three in the morning, at two in the morning, when your phone is not lit up, when you got to look at yourself in the mirror and figure out what makes me happy, not what makes other people happy, what makes me happy. And you begin to explore every single thing in your mind. I don't care if it's from raking the leaves or planting flowers to going on trips. I had to discover who I was, and it took me quite some time to figure out what my love for writing, my love for helping, my love for making an impact, and my love for living a life where I don't have to look over my shoulder, where my phone doesn't ring with mess, with chaos. I always say what I do is bigger than me. I don't do anything self-serving when you understand that a life that the life you live, that it's not for the greater good. If it if it doesn't, if it only serves you, you're, you're not going to get anywhere. Hmm. You have to be able to say, what I do, I do it for the greater good. I speak, it is for the greater good to uplift. That's in my Instagram bio. I, I enjoy uplifting people. You want to know why? Because the words I speak uplift me. It makes sense. You share what you want to receive. You share what you want to feel. You share words that come back to you in a way that you're like, how did this happen to me? And my sister often reminds me, have you seen your life? Have you seen your life since mom died? Have you seen your life since you found therapy? Have you seen? And I'm like, I began to live. That's what happened. Mm. Wasn't live. I wasn't living. I was existing. Mm. And when you find out what living is, it has nothing to do with the house, has nothing to do with a car, has nothing to do with your handbag or how many bundles in your head. It has everything to do with are you living a life that you feel fulfilled in? And I often tell people what I feel fulfilled in is not what you feel fulfilled in. But the thing is, you are doing things that fulfill you, which is why doors open up. That's what you were designed while you were put here is to do that and every time you don't do something that you know you're supposed to do you have to learn the lesson over and over and over and that's what people say i feel stuck because you don't learn the lesson and you don't pivot from it you just keep doing it because it's 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 normal like oh i know this feeling it's about to go south oh i'm up but now i'm back down i when i figured out that i don't have to keep going up and down on a seesaw I was like, oh, I need, I need to figure out what this thing really is. Oh, my life, I can find peace in my life. I found peace. I found much more than that. And, hey, I, I, I talk about this a lot. But you have to experience life. You, can, you can't talk about it all the time. Even with the nonprofit space, I've learned I can speak about it. But the real impact revol involves work. Hmm. It involves not, it's not a photo I can post on social. <laughs> 
I can't I can't post that on my Instagram feed. I can't really talk about it. I have to go do the work. I have to experience it. And then I can relay back. And those who receive the message, it will resonate. My job is not to grow my following base to 20,000 people. My job is to impact one person who sits somewhere in Idaho who took a job and she looks like me or he he looks like my brother or he looks like my husband. And he finds a connection or she finds a connection. And they say, I want to be a better person. This is just a phase of my life to grow to be that person. I'm thinking about the people that I don't even see. But anyway. All right. I know, all right, Sophia. I know you got to run, but I want to talk about the, uh, I got to talk about the lifestyle blog first. You know what I'm saying? We got to get to. Uh, yes, yes. All right. So what do you write about on there? What are you writing there? So before I move the foundation, I would love to say I am accepting all donations. I have so many big plans this year. And I would love for you to just take a look at our website, Susie, S-U-S-I-E, A-M-I-N.org. Or you can text Susie to 44321 to donate. Absolutely every little bit helps. No amount is too small. So Queenly started as the first phase before I got to the nonprofit. I sat in my place in um I was in Smyrna then, which is a, a city in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. And I had reached a place where I wanted to share because me and my sister were like, where are all the people who look like us that have gone through grief and that really, really like are telling the truth because I don't see any truth. Like everybody's popping up looking good. And I said, I think that's us. I started writing and writing was so therapeutic I write about the first, and I've, saw, I've seen how my blog has elevated. The first part was just really filled with a lot of questions, questioning why my mother um, shared the grief journey from a person who, um, I lost my mom two days before my birthday, so a lot of it was self-centered around why that time, why this, why that. And then it morphed into me uh, um, talking to my husband. How is it to marry someone and you start out with for worse? So those lines, for better or for worse, are so important because people marry for better. What if the for worse is the beginning of the journey? How do you help your mate? How do you help your partner? I wrote about that. I just wrote about how I um, love my mom and how I would honor her. I wrote about having so much doubt that I could be the best mom to my now son because I was motherless. So I wrote about how does the motherless mother I wrote about a lot of things that were in my on my heart. Um, I haven't been able to write as much, but I'm actually going to pick it back up in the second quarter and share more of life after. Like, okay, it's been seven years. This is not a journey. I'm on it's a lifestyle change now. The tone is changing to tips and just share more stories of, hey, I'm I'm about to raise some money. Now I'm in this space of nonprofit and Hey, I'm about to, you know, my son will be two. I introduce him to his grandmother daily. We talk about her. We share pictures. So the stories span across different topics, but they stay close to home. Wow. I know I shared a lot. That's all right. <laughs> that's 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 what that's why you're here. Okay, so how how can people find the blog? My blog is so queenly, S-O-Q. W E E N L Y. And so Queenie is actually my initial S O Q, which is Sophia O'Quinn O Q. And I wanted actually it to be So Queen. 
like a queen because I was coming into my own and that was taken. And a friend of mine said, so queenly, like you, so queenly is a person. She just knows where she is now. Like the best is yet to come. I say often to my friends, you are not even your best self, girl. What you worried about? Look at you now. So it's like that woman who's come to her own. She's just like very confident, but she, she, she's not afraid to say, oh, I'm not good at that. You know, a lot of people are afraid to say, I'm, I don't do that well. She's just like, uh, you guys can go hang out. I'm going to stay home. I want to go to Costco and sample, you know, some food. Or She's just like in her own moment, not afraid. And she's loved. And she's loved who she is. She doesn't have to change so much about anything about her. So it's that woman that, I say this a lot, but it's that woman who's coming into her own. And as a person in her late 30s, I just don't worry about certain stuff anymore. So yes, I want to describe who that person is. Um, so queenly, um, so queenly.com and I'm on Instagram at so queenly. I'm on TikTok at so queenly one and I'm on Pinterest at so queenly. So everything is uniform. Um, I love to get to know each and every one of you. If you hear me, I'm truly like, please slide in my DMs. I'm going to respond with, Hey, with a whole bunch of wives. <laughs> What's up? Um, but yeah, I'm so thankful that you reached out. To be honest, um, this was um, a great opportunity to speak. Um, all I say, be careful what you ask for. I've asked for this, and he here you are. And um, March has been the, the first quarter has been a wonderful, uh, wonderful start to the year. And I'm looking forward to. I always say, good news is coming. I, I bring that energy into everyone's space who's listening. I appreciate it, Sophia. I know you got to get ready to run. You know, say so you, you got things going on, but I appreciate you coming on. We're going to talk again soon. Yes, you know, so, yes, please. So, yeah, don't, don't worry about it. We're going to get back in touch, but I know you got to get on out of here. But thanks for coming on and sharing with us. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you later on. How was it? Uh, if I stop it, it's, it, it kind of, if I stop this, it cuts off. That's okay. how great it is. All right? Well, let me know if you need anything else then. All right. Okay. Okay. I don't need, okay. I don't need nothing right now. Okay, then. All right. I'll talk okay. to you soon, Sophia. Okay, bye. Bye. That was Sophia O'Quinn. Uh, it was a pleasure having her on and having her be so transparent with us. Uh, she is has a check out her blog, uh, So Quinley Lifestyle Blog, So Quinley.com. It's S O Q W E E N L Y.com. Check out her blog and uh, her Instagram as well. She just like she mentioned, everything is in uniform. Uh, again, you know, if we're going to put out some feelers for everybody who's been listening to the podcast, we're still looking for the co-hosts. If you, uh, if you like what, uh, Sophia brought, uh, to the podcast, you know, just, you know, send me some, you know, send me some messages. Let me know you would like to have her back or like to have us, uh, you know, do something together. 
you know, because we're just, we're interviewing, we're having people on, seeing what, what the chemistry is like, what they're coming with, uh, with the podcast co-hosting. But whoever is interested in applying for it, we're going to do a whole new uh, podcast separate from the Hard Matters, where uh, I have a female co-host where we, you know, talk about, you know, whatever we choose, we're going to talk about. We don't even know what the subject's going to be at this point. But uh, whoever is interested or knows someone who might be interested in uh, getting into an endeavor like that, and it will take some effort because it's gonna everything is gonna be collaborative. Um, looking for a female from the age of thirty-five to fifty-five again. That's flexible. If she's twenty-five and you know she we got the right chemistry and she's coming with the right things, no problem. If she's seventy-five, she's coming with the right things. We got good chemistry. That's no problem. But the second qualification we really want her to have, we want her to be a believer in God from a religious standpoint, either Muslim, Christian, or Jewish. Uh, and we want her to be a believer in God from that standpoint. And we talked about some of the reasons for that uh, in previous podcasts. But uh, if you want that, if you want or know anybody who's interested, just send me an email. Uh, Lewis, L-O-U-I-S, at Lewis Morris, M-O-R-R-I-S, coaching.com, or go to my link tree, which is linktr.ee slash L-O-U-I-S, M-O-R-R-I-S, and schedule a 30-minute call and put in the call notes and in the email subject podcast co-host so that I'll know what the email or phone call is for. Uh, go over to the link tree as well. Check out the website. Uh, we're doing the one-on-one coaching. Uh, you know, we got everything over there. Schedule a 30-minute call. You know, we got some things coming down the pipe. Check out the website. All of the uh, packages are on the website as well. Uh, we got the new apparel. Uh, we have the Patreon page where, you know, we're putting out content that nobody else is seeing except for my patrons. So uh, go over there and join that, you know, because uh, we're putting out some stuff over there that's uh, not only uh, entertaining, but informative. So go over there and uh, join the Patreon page. Once again, uh, please subscribe and like the podcast. I thank you guys for all of your support and I will speak to you again soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Heart Matters Podcast for relationship, spiritual, coaching and resources go to the heart matters brand link tree which is link tr.ee slash l-o-u-i-s m-o-r-r-i-s that's link tr.ee slash l-o-u-i-s m-o-r-r-i-s and we will see you again soon